Live and super excited to be kicking off, getting started with live stream number 116 with a very special guest. Before we get into that, just a couple of housekeeping items. We got some stuff coming up as usual. We've got a, live, uh, a panel next week. Now, databases on Kubernetes is going to be featuring various community members um, looking at different databases, how they integrate, the different challenges that we face with that. And also, of course, keeping in mind the element of storage, because that's super important too if we're talking about databases. So you got the link to that right there. Also, our CFP for KubeCon, our co-located event on May 16th is open. The submissions are coming in. We're getting some really, really good stuff. Very happy to see increased quality and that people are listening to us when we say no vendor pitches, no vendor pitches, no vendor pitches. Keep it focused on running safe workloads on Kubernetes. You've got all the information that you would want about that there. Our speaker today has also submitted a talk for KubeCon, so hopefully get that in there too. Um, anyway, you know how we do it. We always got lots of things going on. You've got all the info there and links. Today's speaker is not the first time he's been with us. And uh, the last time that we, we had him with us, gave a really, really good talk and had some amazing tangible practical examples that I really enjoyed, all right? Being able to relate concepts that are very complex. We're talking about graph databases. Today, we're gonna be hearing more about Nebula more in depth. Um, but being able to relate these things to everyday things that we're talking about in this particular case was about basketball and different stats about different players. Hoping that comes back today. Our speaker is a little bit modest and I don't want it to be too modest. You know, I have the, the joy and fortune of making the data on Kubernetes rap videos that we were putting out every week. But our speaker today, I think, has been making music about cloud native stuff for even much longer than I have. Um, so without further ado, uh, Wei, can you introduce yourself for the folks who don't know you? Super good to have you. You're joining us from China. What time is it there right now? How you doing, man? Thank you, Bart. It's, it's 1 a.m. In, in the morning. <laughs> we, yeah. should, we should be quiet. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I closed the door of my uh, wife's uh, room. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, mine's nice in the other room, but it's 6, it's 6 p.m. here in Spain, so she she's used to this craziness. Um, yeah. Anyway, so for the people who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started working with databases? Yeah. Um, thanks, Bart, for the opportunity. And uh, also, um, regarding the music part, I just uh, play some, you know, weird music uh, when I was middle middle school. Um, I'm, I feel privileged to have a chance to communicate with you about the music. And uh, I am a, a developer in Shanghai and um, I love open source. And uh, before I jump into the graph world, I used to uh, work on open infra, open stack okay. uh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. And um, I majored math in college. I, I really, I feel uh, close with the graph thing, you know, so I choose to um, change my job uh, looking for open source uh, opportunities and then boom, Nebula graph. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And that, it, was that, it was that simple. So the natural sort of connection between mathematics that definitely made a lot of yeah. sense. And yeah. your first experience with Kubernetes? Uh, you mean when did I yeah, start? Well, yeah, when did you first start working with Kubernetes? Yeah. Uh, I didn't play uh, pretty much of Kubernetes in my work life, but uh, in my, you know, nighttime, I used to play it in my home lab and I'm curious about that. And I was playing, the, you know, the VM as a service. So container as a service is by nature uh, my interest. So I play them as my toys. Yeah. Very, very good. It's, a, it's I think it's yeah. a nice way to start too, because maybe a little bit more relaxed and not so much pressure. That being said, if you want to start uh, sharing your screen, we can jump right into your presentation. As usual, folks, this is a dialogue, right? Get your questions in the YouTube chat. Um, we can answer them on the go. If for whatever reason, we don't have time to get to all of them, we can definitely continue the conversation in Slack. But of course, be fair to Wei and know that he will respond tomorrow as it's already 1 a.m. in China right now. Um, so that being said, Wei, take it away. Okay, thank you, Bart. Yep, share. Perfect. Okay, I need to ensure I'm sharing the audio as well. Um, All right. Sharing the sound. Okay. Okay. So. Yep. Sounds good. See it. So maybe I can. Uh, should I keep this circle uh, on or off? No, I think it's nice. I think it's cool. It's fine. By okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. So. 
Thank you, everyone. We will start. I'm super excited to have yes. another chance. Yeah, in be okay with with Bart to share more things around uh, the graph databases and distributed systems. So we will start. So um, I already introduced myself. I'm an engineer in in Shanghai. I love open source. I used to play with the open open infra community. And uh, this is my uh, GitHub, Twitter, my website. And one thing to mention that uh, today uh, my slides is a web-friendly one and I already put it online. So you can remember this URL and you can check back and forth during my uh, talking. So hopefully it's easier uh, for the listeners. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have this in the second slide too. You can take a picture too. Um, so the topic today will start from the, the basic thing around the graph, but I, I believe you already have a, a lot of sense on them already. I will go through very quick. Then we'll give some more detailed information on how Nebula Graph was designed and the architect and uh, why do we need yet another graph database, there are a bunch of them. They're out there already, we, we already know. And then we will, uh, to help us to make more sense of what Nebula graph or what a graph database really are and why they, they, they are there, we'll go through some know-hows and I will show you some toy projects uh, with some demos. Hopefully everything goes well. And in the end, we are data on Kubernetes, Nebula Graph is naturally uh, was born uh, in distributed way and is cloud native. So I will give some more information on uh, the operator, our uh, Kubernetes implementation. And I will share one, uh, you uh, a toy project to help you to access that uh, easier. I will share that in, 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 the, in the end. So we will start. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is Graph? Uh, what is graph database? Why yet another database? I think we already talked about that in, in the last session with uh, Freeman. So I will go through real quick that graph in mathematics uh, refers to those dots and those connections. So basically they are just uh, vertex and edges. And that's why uh, the team behind Nebula Graph is called VESoft. V refers to vertex, E refers to edges. So this is definition of graph. So we will know why we need this, this kind of uh, definition later, I believe. So what is a graph database? So graph database is a database that's persistent data in the form of graph, which is the vertex and edges, or we also call it nodes. Uh, for the vertex. And uh, in, in most of the graph database, in general, uh, we have a new concept called property graph, which is a, a, a definition of the graph on top of graph. And we add something called properties and you can understand them as the key and value. So you can add key and value in either the vertex or the edges. So that is basic uh, what a graph database is all about. And why do we need that? So this slice is reused from the last one. I will go with real quick. And the, the first perspective is regarding of the schema. So um, it's not a very large, but I will explain. So in the left side, it, it's, it comes from a, a picture represent, uh, representing the, um, the schema or the definition of data for a tabular database, a typical uh, relational database. So you have something like some table named person, some, some table named corporation, and uh, these are entities of the corresponding um, uh, table names. Uh, but when, when you come to, uh, when you want to represent the relationships between the two uh, tables, like you want to have the row relationship between a person and the cooperation, you have to create another uh, table uh, that maybe named the role relationships and uh, to, uh, to stand for the relationship, like someone uh, is playing some roles in another 
um, cooperation, something like that. So in theory, you can do that for all the time, but it's not that flexible when it comes to a scenario that requires a lot of different relationships and it changed day by day. So like when you are introducing yet another new relationship, there comes to the schema change and some data, some existing data should be rewrite. So that's quite, uh, that's quite um, you know, not that flexible. But uh, the graph database was born to solve this kind of uh, issues. And we define the schema or we define the data in a way that's or, um, relationship oriented. So you can just define the way it, uh, the, the, the human uh, brain is understanding that just like this. So another issue is when you want to query um, thing, uh, information like, uh, like you, you have a table named the player, basketball player, you want to query the, the uh, given, a given player, you want to query all the other player that serve exactly the same team. So this query in graph database is like a one jump query and it can be done in this way. But in uh, um, RDBMS, it's one jump will be something like this. You have some, a, a couple of joins. So it's, it's kind of disaster. But when it comes to multiple jumps, it will be even worse, obviously. And uh, the crucial, the deal maker actually is the performance. So graph database will persistent data in a way that's oriented, uh, the connection oriented. That, that means when you query multi-hoop, it's quite cheap. And uh, when it comes to high throughput, high uh, concurrency case, it will be worse. The situation will be um, make a, a lot more difference between the two uh, model of database system. So this is just a, a, a reference that there will be like a hundred or more uh, times differences. So, so this is the key point that a lot of scenario can only be done uh, by grafted databases. So that was all slides, um, but uh, I'm, when I was preparing for this presentation, this awesome uh, talk, Oh yeah, I want to make and, it, and it's already awesome. We're already breaking records. This is amazing. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. Um, I want to do more to make us easier to understand it. So I make some um, metaphors. So the first one uh, is uh, you know you can you can detect why uh, between the two queries from uh, this awesome guy's face, and we love the the Mimi of him, right? Uh, the other one is a uh, uh, ritual game. So I am old enough to play the NES when I was a kid. So, and I, I noticed that uh, the, the awesome Kelsey Hightower. So when he initially introduced the Kubernetes in, the, in, in, in one of the KubeCon, if I recall correctly, to show us how Kubernetes is working and how Kubernetes can help. So I'm, I go through all the uh, game ritual games I can uh, I can see to find this maybe the the metaphor here is is appropriate but I I hope it somehow uh, will make some sense. So in in, in this game this is game called uh, named uh, uh, Snow Snowman Brothers. So they are the, the brothers is is helping to kill the uh, the monsters to uh, to save the princess. And uh, they have to jump from one layer to another layer. So in this metaphor, I, I, I somehow um, in a wilder uh, way think maybe the layers can, can be mapped to the, the data tables. So in a tabular uh, database, you have to um, jump from one uh, to another when you want to query uh, the, the connected, uh, sorry, I died in the initial. You have to jump from here to here, and you have to scan uh, uh, in some distance to find your data, and that's one hub. So, in some real case, and you can optimize them like you ha you have the very fast lag, and that's that can be uh, uh, mapped to a case that you you create some some sort of indexes 
you make uh, some optimization, but uh, it doesn't really help in, in, in the next level. So you can see, you can be very fast like this. Uh, you can you, you create a lot of index, but still you have to go through uh, between the tables like this. But uh, what it, uh, what his graph database look like? It looks like this. So this is the this is a green bottle to enable you can literally fly in the whole screen, and that means you can jump from one point to another point directly without without scanning any index or data itself. You can directly kill this monster just like this. So I think that is the. Uh, maybe uh, not that straightforward, maybe an appropriate metaphor between the difference of the graph database and the tabular graph data. And uh, there is a saying that the relational database is actually not good at dealing with the relationship. So I hope it makes sense somehow on the, you know, how- It, it makes uh, sense and I love that. And you can bet that we're gonna be using this. I'm tweeting this right now. <laughs> um, really quickly, apart from this game, because maybe we can mm -hmm. think of other, not, not right now, but do you have yeah. uh, just a comment really quickly, your favorite NES game? My favorite will be, I don't know how to say in English, it's the, the football, uh, but it's from, uh, it's a Japanese game that you can kick, kick each other and still play the football. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if you you know that game. <laughs> I think it's not familiar, but I'll have to look it up. That we can share that later on. But anyway, very. I mean, yeah. I love. I'm a big, 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 big fan of classic arcade games as well as NES. So this is a great example to be able to see the differences. Anyway, loving it. Keep going. Thank you. Yep. Yep. So oh, we know that in certain scenarios, when we cares about multiple the relationships, so we know that uh, graph database should exist and how uh, popular they are already now. So we can check from, uh, uh, this is the uh, URL, but you can check uh, from yourself, uh, DB engines that uh, it's showing that, you know, from one perspective is marketing, I think. Uh, graph database is really, is really uh, in trending. And even in, in one perspective, it's the most popular, popular uh, kind of uh, database. So I'm, I'm not going to show this uh, now, but you can check that. Okay, then we uh, move forward. So Nebula graph. So um, uh, why do we need uh, yet another graph database? And you can check more from this URL, right? So I will, before we move on, I will give a brief introduction of uh, what it's like Nebula graph. So this is the uh, this is a page from the uh, documentation of the Nebula graph, and uh, I will give a brief introduction of its architecture and design. So Nebula graph was designed uh, in the in day zero to be distributed. So, and the, the way it's designed is it comes with three kind of services, uh, which are the uh, storage service, the meta service, and graph service. So the storage service literally persistent all the graph data and uh, it used the raft to ensure, ensure the, the data uh, high availability and the replica. And, and the graph service is actually uh, stateless and it's, it's, on, it's the service that handling your queries and the, um, parse your queries and, and make the plan and the call uh, call the storage to, to make all the data fetching and the uh, manipulation. And meta service is in charge of all the meta uh, information like the credential and how the data was distributed around the different uh, hosts. And uh, you can put, um, to put all the services in, in, in any way. So it's very uh, flexible. And you can tell that it's designed in uh, uh, service uh, in a compute computation and storage in in a separate way. So that and this design, I'm not going to uh, dive uh, deep dive today. And this design had enabled the Nebula graph to be uh, very good at handling the scalable uh, data in in a huge volume of data. And I will show that later. 
and next slice. So the the main reason that a lot of users told told us that why they uh, choose to use Nebula is because in certain scale volume of data, only Nebula graph can handle it, or only Nebula graph can handle it in such performance. And uh, I want to quote one of the uh, the tweet uh, I saw it uh, last year. So this is the uh, a ship is blocking in a small river, and the two guys are trying to make it right. And uh, another case is the, the famous one. You know, the I don't re recall the the name of this ship, and the, it impacted the world in last year for a couple of months. So. They looks like similar in some way, but um, the way you are dealing with the, the thing will be significantly different. So scale makes differences. So, um, and Nebula is good at scale. And another reason that Nebula Graph exists is uh, it's open source. And uh, with the help of the community, um, Nebula Graph in the very uh, initial phases when it's not that mature, uh, the community users help us to prove that it's working and it can be working fine. And that the power users is teaching the community and how um, some, uh, really, uh, some really good uh, scenarios that you can, you can improve and you can do this in the next level way. And they help us to involve really good. So Nebula Graph, um, this, the, the project of Nebula Graph was initiated in, in 2018. And uh, in, in 2019, uh, December, we already have our very first production uh, cluster deployed. And uh, actually, um, when it comes to 2020, June, we have our very first GA release and uh, we have our 2.0 GA uh, last year in, in, in March, and we will have uh, 3.0 in coming months in, in March uh, or April, uh, if I recall. Uh, yes, <clears throat> and uh, there are already a couple of, uh, a bunch of uh, giant teams in different, scenario, uh, different industries uh, is using adopted uh, Nebula Graph in their production including uh, a lot of giant team that dealing with a huge volume of graph data like uh, Meituan, which is the Chinese version of Yelp, uh, like um, Tencent and uh, uh, like Akulaku uh, WeChat and uh, uh, Huawei and a lot of uh, was not added here. Like uh, last week, we, we came to know that Tencent Music, which is the Chinese version of Spotify is using uh, Nebula Graph dealing with their uh, uh, knowledge graph. Like by Baidu, la, la, last month they shared if their experience uh, that they are using the, to manage their uh, huge uh, amount of uh, user profiles and they are doing the ID mapping thing with Nebula Graph and uh, they are doing really good jobs. And, uh, and you can check uh, the, the ranking here in DB Engine. So uh, most of the Nebula Graph users now are in Chinese, most of them. So when, when DB Engines are making this uh, ranking, so, you know, they are counting on Twitter, LinkedIn, which most of the Chinese developers or companies are not using. Um, so we already in, in a very uh, front uh, ranking. So we are working on the, uh, to want, we want to uh, promote or develop, uh, advocate our um, user to the, to all over the world from this year. So I hope uh, you can uh, check out Nebula Graph and uh, check out the community. Yeah. Um, then uh, let's move forward. Yeah, and Nebula Graph is with already with a very rich uh, ecosystems, and there are a bunch of uh, sub projects uh, all over the community, like we have in the uh, cloud and the observant uh, monitoring uh, fields. We have a bunch of different projects. Uh, we have uh, the the cloud uh, 
the uh, the graph algorithm, graph computing, uh, uh, open open source projects, and the data import. We have importer exchange, which can uh, make like more than ten of different sources uh, can be exchanges uh, with the Nebula graph. We have a bunch of uh, different SDKs, and the last uh, at the end of the last year, we have a couple of community users uh, donate. Uh, their uh, contribution on like Nebula uh, PHP, Nebula uh, Node.js, and Nebula uh, .NET uh, not listed here. So uh, the, the ecosystem is quite mature, but we are still working on to make it better and better every day. So yeah, welcome to check out Nebula Graph community. So um, marketing part is mostly done. I will show you more uh, graph things uh, from now on. So this is, uh, we will uh, introduce something around the, the use cases of how a graph database can help our in real life work. So uh, I take this um, samples from a, a couple of uh, use cases from Meituan, which is a Chinese version of Yelp. So very first one is, uh, it's an uh, intelligent uh, agent. Like you can, uh, from the app, you can uh, request your in, in your natural language. Like, is there any McDonald's nearby the street food bar? So underlying the graph database is helping Meituan to make this uh, thing work. And I will demo even uh, a similar uh, project later on how the, the dots were connected. Another thing is, is more interesting to me is like when you are uh, you are uh, surfing the different restaurants in Yelp, you want to know uh, some choose some uh, nice uh, fancy uh, restaurant you want to have this uh, for this dinner, and sometimes the the system will um, gives you some uh, recommendations based on very complex algorithm, but uh, in the recommendation systems the explanation of the system is, is somehow quite tricky, but you can get that help with the Nebula graph or graph database. So this is a, a sentence in the, in the searching result, namely those, uh, those whom from Beijing enjoyed Korean cuisine said this restaurant is great. So this is kind of a explanation of why this restaurant was ranking high. So, and under the hood, that Meituan shared, they, they make all the, the people's, um, you know, the profiles of the people in different uh, perspective, like where they come from. And uh, they, in, his, in history, they enjoy which type of uh, restaurant or cuisines. They make everything in, the, in a huge knowledge graph. And when they have the um, recommended results, they just make a find path, find a, the path of this graph like this. And when they have a path and they make this path into a human readable sentences as the explanation of this recommendation. So I think this is a very cool example that, so for Nebula so graph database, this is quite simple query, but in the recommendation system, the performance is quite, is quite good actually. And there are actually the similar uh, case that the graph database can really help. There are more than 10 of typical use cases, which is kind of very mature, but um, like the social network, obviously, and the risk control, you can detect the fraud in real time with graph database. And you can check the, 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 um, the, the people that's, um, uh, you can check the people in the public uh, public security domain. And uh, the knowledge graph, uh, if you put the knowledge graph in the graph database, you can uh, have multiple hoops query really quick. And uh, there are some machine learning plus graph text fields. And in some of the cases, you can leverage graph database. And uh, I'm not going to name all the scenarios, but I will give some of them in the following uh, uh, of the talk. So, um, so the, the first uh, scenario that I will dive into and I, I even uh, open source the code uh, 
so you can play it yourself, is regarding the host sharing relationship analysis. So in China, we have a website that almost everyone knows that you can, before you are joining a company, you can search for on the company on, on who is actually sharing the, uh, the, the whole share of the company and who is behind and what is the other um, uh, corporation is sharing uh, with this corporation. So this kind of web website or regulation uh, system can be done with a graph database quite easier. So I created a toy project based on a fake data named uh, Corporeal Search. So you can check out the code here. I will demo more of it and show you how the uh, graph database is helping on this kind of a system and how it was designed. So before everything, um, was so I will go uh, start with the graph modeling on how this kind of problem can be modeled in a graph way in Nebula Graph. So this is the actually uh, this is the graph module I showed them before when we, we were comparing with the RDBMS. So in this graph, we have two kind of vertex or node, which is the person and the corporation. So person. In person, you have in front of name and age, and in corporation, you have the name and, and location. And there are also, I'm sorry, there are also relationships between them, or we call it edge. The person can hold share of the corporation. Another corporation can also hold share of a, a corporation, and the person can work as any role in the corporation and the corporation can be a branch of others. So this is a very simplified uh, module, but can somehow reflect the, the problem, I hope so. And the, with this data was defined in a graph database with Nebula Graph, you can use this query. You can go from one to three steps from this corporation over all kinds of edges by direction. With this query, you can do something like this. So you can, from this, uh, this corporation, you can find all the hidden relationships between uh, all the persons and corporations in, in a visualized way. So this is the interface of Nebula Graph. So with, the, with, with this kind of graph, graph info um, cons uh, constructed, so what we can do more to make this more like a system, and uh, I will give more information on this project. So uh, start from the architecture part. So it, it's quite straightforward, just like other websites uh, system, you, you have a front end, back end, and your database. And in this case, we use graph database as a database. So uh, front end, uh, in, in this project, I use the Vue.js and D3 to render you know, uh, manipulate and render the, the information of the relationships. And I will make it uh, more sensible uh, for the human beings. And the backend is handling the request of the API from the front end and make the queries to the graph database and make the graph data and the, uh, assemble the data that front end can, uh, can understand and return it. So quite straightforward. So the code is, uh, quite simple. So this is a, 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 a simplified code of this um, uh, logic in, in backend part. So you, you can see when a API call is coming and uh, you can handle this from this function. And this function is making this uh, match query, which is a graph query in the open cipher. And it's actually help you uh, making uh, the relationship that uh, user cares and, and will be sent to the graph database. So then we will move on to, oh, this is related, this slide is related to the fake data that I create, uh, it's also open source. And I created uh, this data to, you know, you cannot use the real data to do this kind of things. Uh, so, I shared how I uh, generated this data with a very random rows and names. 
and uh, how I import the data into the graph database. So you can check out to my article, my blog and uh, my GitHub on, on the corresponding um, tasks. And this is uh, showing on that uh, leverage uh, Nebula app, which is also a utility, utility I open source. You can uh, spawn a whole bunch of the graph database plus the Nebula graph studio, which is the uh, GUI uh, projects together in, in this one line. So, so with this setup, we we can uh, start, start up the you know we we can start the um, the real uh, the real code part. So I will demo it, and the code is here. Uh, okay, hope everything will goes well. It will be very short. So I will show you the code. And I'm running the backend here in Python. And this is the front end. And I'm using uh, uh, NGX on my, on my uh, uh, desktop. And I front end this local, uh, local host, this port. And I will show you in this. Oops. It's open. Okay. And we'll start with any um, corporation, enter, boom. So this is the toy uh, system that you can help user to find given uh, person or corporation. You can find all the relationships that you cares regarding the, the, the role uh, working in the corporation and the corporation's uh, different relationships. So isn't that quite cool? And this is the data that's returned. And you can see this is the data written from the uh, graph database. And you can see this is the result, long result. And you can see the query here. This is the graph query. So this is the very first um, case. I, I, I walk you through very, uh, uh, very quick, but you can check out the code, all the detailed codes from the GitHub to look some more details if you are interested in. So, and I also put a, a demo video here in the slides, but I, I already demoed to you, so I won't play it here. So then we come to the second use case, which is the, I call it a theory. So it's similar, you know, to the, the other agent. So it's a dialogue system that you can answer your questions intelligently. Maybe not that intelligent because I, I make it very, it's a very toy level project. So the code is here. So we'll go through it. So we will first uh, go through the uh, graph modeling, but I, actually I will skip this part because this, this robot, this theory, is actually only can uh, answer the question related to Tim Duncan as Bart shared. So it's it's a uh, Andy, Andy. Yes, uh, Tim Duncan. Perfect. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you know the data behind the, the whole system. I already demoed it before, and you can play it anytime in in this demo page. So there will be a, a couple of playgrounds uh, set up there. You don't need any credential if you only have a browser and you can play with Nebula Graph with the Tim Duncan data, data uh, set. So I won't show you, but if you not see it, I, you will have more idea on, on the following demos on how the data was shown there. So one thing is that uh, and in this data set, you have a couple of players and a couple of uh, basketball uh, teams and the players can follow each other and, it, and the players can also serve in the certain teams. So there will be a simple graph. And this system as is actually a voice agent. You can ask something like, how does Team Duncan uh, connect it with uh, Yao Ming or um, who uh, was the relationship between Yao Ming and the uh, uh, onion shark, something like that. You can handle a couple of different type of questions and the whole system will do the job for you. And I will dive a little uh, bit uh, dive deep 
with that. So it's similar to the other projects. You have front end, back end. So I will give more information on the back end side that uh, uh, in a typical uh, system that handling uh, the dialogue, you will have something uh, uh, called intent matching and uh, semantic processing. So in this, in this part of code, you will pass the sentence that user sent to you and uh, use the intent matching and the semantic process to classify what kind of intent or you want to ask, like you want to check the relationships. So this, this part of code will uh, classify it and uh, parse the information when you will want to check the relationship. You want to check relationship between A and B, you will pass the A and B information from the sentence. And that's what the classifier do. And all the code is open source here, you can check. But actually here I'm using the if and else, it's quite silly. But uh, in the real world, you can do that with the NLP uh, technology, with machine learning. As I know that when I was checking with a lot of users, in certain cases, the if-else is actually quite performant and efficient already. Like in, in, in the hospital, you, you want to question uh, which, uh, which room I should go to check with doctors. I, I have this symptoms. So if-else is enough in those kind of situations. And then with the intent and the entities, which is A and B, you will send them into the actor of the uh, intent actor part. So intent actors will assemble your graph, graph queries and similar as the last project and send to the graph database and uh, handle the results and send back to the front end. So this is the code uh, structure. I won't, I won't go through all of them. And uh, then we go to the demo part. Actually, I make the whole end-to-end uh, -end thing from the, uh, the graph database setup, the data uh, uh, importing, and the, the backend, the frontend, everything, and, the, and even the ingress, sorry, NGX, the, the load balancer, um, uh, everything step-by-step, uh, -step, I already created a, a Cataconda uh, playground. So you can actually check out this and by clicking your, uh, your uh, mouse, you can actually play with the theory on your own uh, browser. So, and, and going uh, during that, you will learn more uh, of what uh, uh, the knowledge graph based QA system will look like. And here I just uh, uh, play a demo I recorded before. Uh, so, yeah, so, oops, it's not that uh, qualified, okay. Okay, I hope it's looks better. How does Team Duncan and Lakers connect it? How does Team Duncan and Lakers connect it? Okay, yes. boom. Yeah, and that works. And underlying the query, and uh, how the data was uh, connected was already demoed in last talk in, in DOK community. So I won't, I won't show that for you, but uh, no, this is how it looks like. And I hope you will understand more uh, on graph database was helping on this kind of agent. So the next one and the final uh, project I want to share is about the data lineage or uh, the metadata management system. So this one is not actually not a, a toy project anymore. It's an open source project uh, initialized by the Lyft uh, data team and they donated it to the Linux Foundation. And uh, it's quite refreshed and yet uh, already quite mature from my perspective. And uh, I will give you uh, a demo and more uh, introduction of this project. Maybe some, uh, many of you already know that. And uh, I, in, uh, in the end of last year, I, I, I was doing some work to uh, make Nebula Graph as the backend of Amazon, but it's not yet 
uh, open source to the community. I will, I will hopefully I will open source that in uh, upcoming uh, months. And uh, oh, this is the, uh, the the website of the project, so you can have some brief in, uh, concept of this project. So basically, a mansion is, is a metadata system that it, it can manage all of your different data sources, like your database, um, your uh, Workflow, airflow system, your uh, data source, uh, data lakes, and and all the all the metadata like the the table, the schema, the column data of all across your your your, your company. And in certain cases, when like you want to change the schema or you want to delete a database, you don't know what's uh, how many consumers and how it's related to other systems. So with uh, this kind of system, you can manage them all, put them together, and you will get all the insights of the relationships and, and how they were used. You can uh, have the statistics of the, all the different table, different data sources. So I will have, uh, have more sense in the later demo, hopefully. And um, this is the, um, what um, amazing is look like. I will have a live demo later. And uh, we will start with the data modeling uh, first, but you can check from the Amazon uh, documentations as well. Um, this is a simplified version. Like in this module, you will have the database, like you have the, the Nemo, the Hive, the CRDB uh, in, in your data lake. And a database can have some clusters, instances, and you have a production uh, one cluster, your staging one uh, cluster, and each cluster can have a, a couple of different schemas and each table belongs to one schema. So is that making more sense to you? And the table has different columns and table can be used by users. So this is the real user of developer, data scientist, the data administrator. And you can have a lot of DAG in your Airflow system and the DAG can write to set, uh, specific tables and the tables can be owned by users and you can tag your uh, tables and the table has description, descriptions and has a, uh, and the columns has statistics like your specific applications uh, will consume this data in a different frequency that can be also managed by this kind of system. But there, there is a lot more of them, but this is a simplified uh, uh, diagram. And uh, then I will introduce the architecture of this system. So the Amazon will uh, communicate with all the mental sources of different uh, data related system or databases or applications. And uh, there will be a, a service named the Data Builder, and this is a this is actually just a Python library that you can run with your Airflow or even uh, serverless uh, functions like Open Functions or uh, Google Cloud Functions in in, in your infrastructure. And and every time you run the jobs, you will uh, pull the corresponding data from different sources, and you will ingest them in your graph database. And also you will build the index in Elasticsearch to enable your uh, wildcard search. And there will be a, a meta service that's uh, just like uh, the backend service in, in previous projects I shared. It will take the API calls to query the metadata from database. So this layer is making it decoupled with the different kind of uh, uh, graph database as backend. So Amazon is open source and it's not binding to any uh, databases. And, and actually it even supports RDBMS, but uh, the performance and the scenarios was very uh, limited in that case. So in front end, we will have the user, the fancy user interface. And these are the corresponding code 
in, in it's, it's using a mono uh, data. So you will have all the code in this single uh, repository here in GitHub. And uh, then I will give you some demos of this system. Um, so this is the, uh, the front end. So you can actually search anything. So this is elastic backed and we will have all the components of this metadata. And for example, it's, uh, this table is com comes from the test schema and the table name is test table one. And it's actually a hive and it's tagged in gold. And there are a couple of owners here. Now you can see it's last uh, mode updated. The schema was updated in this time. Uh, and uh, you, you can check the frequent users and you can see it's all the columns. Yes, all the columns and you can modify the owners here. And uh, for the columns, you can check all the related system in this interface. And you can see the downstream. So this is important. This is related to the data lineage. Data lineage is referred to how the multi-hoop relationship between the, the, the data, the table, the application, the jobs, how, and the user, how they are uh, related. And you, you can know why, who break this. And if I can uh, manipulate this table, and this has a very fancy uh, in, uh, UI, and you can even check the, the in linears in, in a visualized way. So it's quite cool, right? And uh, then I will, oops. Then I will demo this data in the graph studio, just like the, the basketball player we, we did last time. So in, the, in this view, you can see that this table have a lot of different uh, relationship with, with uh, other components. And you can actually see, I'm going to, Okay, this table, uh, Dynamo, uh, this is Dynamo database has a cluster named Gold and Gold has a schema named Test Gold. And from the graph database, you can double click to check, oh, there is a table instance on top of that. And you can check all the related information. And this table was consumed by this air, airflow jobs and the, uh, and this table was actually generated by another uh, Airflow jobs. Oops. Uh, it's consumed by another Airflow jobs. So this is uh, the ability that we could do uh, when we put uh, Nebula Graph at the back end of the Amazon. So apart from the ability that I already showed you on a query ability, the schema flexibility and the performance of the uh, graph database comparing to a tabular database. And normally uh, most of the graph database come out of box with uh, a, a fancy usable uh, uh, visualized tool. And that's, that makes difference um, from my perspective. Uh, if you are only making a, mental governance system and uh, your ability sometimes is limited by by your uh, meta service or your backend service you have to define specific api to enable certain time of a certain kind of uh, metadata relationship check but in case you are using a graph database or even a graph database like nebula you can have uh, naturally the graph query interface is your DSL or your yet another um, powerful interface that can be used by a non-graph um, database expert, but they can still have the ability, flexibility to create different kind of variety of uh, insights between the different uh, data without define, introducing the loop of this, introducing another version of API and testing the API using multiple. You just expose the needed read permission of the graph database or even the graph database with a, a visualized tour. You can 
like the expert, the, the data expert to explore the insights directly in this way. So that's another angle that's graph database helps. And then the final uh, is I want to show you, give you more uh, sense of the query underlying of the system. So this is the code of Nebula proxy. So it's a sub module of the meta service part. So Nebula proxy is, is using to decouple, you know, uh, to making all the works related to Nebula graph as a backend. So this is a query of, of table information. And uh, in the real world, the query will be something like this. And uh, it's something like you want to query from this table with this ID. And you want to, in one query, to query all the relationships related to different angle of relationships in multiple hoop in just one query. And I will demo you. So in, in, in RDBMS, it's, it's not even possible in real time normally. So, but in Nebula Graph, you can do that in no time. Boom, you will have the very complex result in this, in no time, in real time. So it's just a demo. And, uh, and at last, I will share you something re re regarding our uh, Kubernetes uh, approaches. So which is Nebula uh, operator. So we involved all the way from the, in, initially we don't have a cloud engineer in our community. So we just put a, a, a Docker Swarm, Docker Compose in, in the projects. And uh, initially uh, afterwards we have a Helm implementation, but we all know that Helm is not uh, a best fit for the stateful workload. So eventually we adopted uh, the, the cluster, uh, sorry, the operator module, and we leverage the cube builder to do that. Um, oops. And uh, actually uh, with the, the cube builder, we, we make the code very clean that uh, in API part and the config part, we uh, we creating the uh, CRD named the Nebula clusters. You, you can define a Nebula cluster in uh, like 20 lines of YAML, quite easy. And uh, the controller part is actually, you know, the control loop that check your states and your uh, configuration. And if something has changed, it will reconcile to make the thing right. Uh, so the code is here. And the Nebula part is, Apart from, uh, from uh, reconciling the resources inside the Kubernetes cluster, and sometimes you have to deal with the Nebula cluster itself. You have to call the Nebula cluster in the NGQL query language. So that will be the Nebula uh, uh, part here. It will call something regarding the data balance, uh, for example, here. So for more information, if you are a Kubernetes expert, welcome to our community. So this is our, the code is open source here. So we are far from mature uh, on our uh, op uh, operator. And we are eager for the contributors if you are interested. And uh, then I want to introduce uh, a tour I created called Nebula operator kind. So it's a small tour help you to set up uh, Kubernetes in Docker, which is named kind, we all know it. And then we will place everything up in this uh, Kubernetes inside the Docker, just in one line. So after you query this line, you can uh, access uh, the cluster very easy. And you can, for example, you can, uh, you can then, um, access its, uh, its console with this line. So the console was also handled by this tool that I created. So it's very handy. So if you are interested in Nebula graph on the Kubernetes, you can use it in this one-liner. And then you can uh, import the basketball data uh, source in, in two line. You just uh, uh, double get data source and then use this line to import it in, in like 20, uh, two minutes, the data will be ready and then you can play with it. So this is the, the document documentation of the sample data. 
So yeah, I think we finished our topics. So let's、uh, brief recap. So now I think we know from the you know the Snowman Brothers, we know why we need a graph database. And、uh, from the the shape, we know that Nebula excel at the scales, and、uh, in the large the huge volume of data, Nebula come to、uh, this scenario is for you. And on how to, we、uh, walk through three、uh, toy、uh, three projects as an example.、Uh, we have a corporal search. We have the theory. You can ask him about、uh, the Tim Duncan and the leveraging the the great awesome Linux Foundation Amazon. You can manage the metadata in a quite a fancy way in the in in the interface. It also comes with、um, the API and it support、uh, defactor all the different kind of、uh, metadata sources already out of box. And it's a very active、uh, community. And then、uh, finally, I introduce something around our approach on the Kubernetes、uh, Nebula operators. And、uh, check out my GitHub, my Twitter, and my blog. And this is the URL of this slice. It's、uh, fetchable from the, this URL. And、uh, I want to thank you. And before we call this the end, I want to share、uh, more about our community. So you can,、uh, if you are interested, you can sub、uh, register our community meeting, and we have a Slack channel, and we are doing this biweekly、uh, around this time, depending on different time zone. And、uh, one news I want to、um, leverage our awesome. DOK community. I want to share one announcement that today, just、uh, I just updated before we start. Nebula Graph announced our、uh, as a service managed service cloud on、uh, Microsoft Azure today. So you can feel free to check it out. It's in open beta in the、uh, first month, and、um, yeah, welcome to check out our GitHub repo here. And that's all from my side. Pretty good stuff,、right. and very very exciting、yeah. news to see that、uh, the open beta with Microsoft Azure. Wait, I don't know where you learned how to do presentations, but you either had a very good teacher or just naturally are extremely gifted. So good, you cover so many different topics in the span of an hour, and we get the full you know the full experience, and also really seeing what makes this database different. And what I really like is just just how visual it is. Um, and and brings these things to life that sometimes can be a little bit difficult to read or difficult to understand, but it just projects the information in such an easy way. So at the end of the day, it's not about data; it's about helping people make better decisions. And so when you get to see things, at least for me,、um, perhaps I'm more of a visual person than others, but I I really really enjoyed it. Interesting to hear as well too about、um, the work that's being done on the operator, folks. If you want to get involved, you couldn't have a nicer person to, to help you get onboarded. So definitely reach out. Way is very accessible. Twitter, LinkedIn, Slack, etc.、Um, so there's no excuse to be shy. Just jump in and, and start asking questions. That being said, you know one of the things I wanted to ask, or that we're asking all of our guests, is we we talk about you know what is data on Kubernetes, how is it done, but then also the question of why. All right, and there are different there are different benefits that some people might reference that it's better to have all the technologies in one stack.、Um, That there could be cost-saving advantages, that there could be different benefits of of running a database on Kubernetes. In your particular case, in your opinion, what do you think? What do you think is the best the best reason as to why people should consider doing it? I I really love Kubernetes. I think if if possible, we should. And if you are running infrastructure by on your own, you should put things on Kubernetes. I think、uh, we 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 all know we all hate、um, a lot of people hates Kubernetes, but a lot more people hate Linux. But I think、uh, Kubernetes make the essential abstractions. I think the the most valuable thing in Kubernetes is the API itself. Maybe like five or eight years later, we don't need a so called Kubernetes of today now, but.、Uh, The abstraction and the the idea behind the the abstraction, 
to save the day and you can have a better sleep everything is in the in the loop in you take the people outside of the loop i think that's the most valuable thing and we have the serverless uh, modernization way maybe in the future mo- most of people even don't know details of kubernetes not like yeah. today they care about more on serverless Maybe or even some more fun, uh, even more uh, more crazy. Or you have to deal with the no code uh, case. But I think in today Kubernetes is still the go to solution. Uh, if yeah, and that's my thoughts. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's a great point. Um, I think it's a great point. Now, can you stop sharing your screen really quickly so I can share? Oh yeah. Because you you know what's coming. You know that you know what we're about to do. Yes, next. this uh, time I know. <laughs> no, just because I was actually uh, I was just checking out your um your website right now, and I'm gonna link it right here in the chat so folks can check it out directly. And so the slides for today's talk will be uploaded on there. But Wade's got lots of good resources on here too. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, like I said, I just dropped the link in the chat, so you'll see that in a minute. Um, but, but that being said, one of our favorite parts of the live stream is where we get to share the artwork. All right. So here we had our amazing artist, Angel in the background. Angel, by the way, is a big wow. fan of yours. He was talking to me while, while this is going on. He's like, this is so interesting. And also because, you know, Angel is an artistic guy. So to see these things brought to get brought to life, both with your slides, but also with the, the graph database itself in terms of how we get to see things. Um, we awesome. absolutely, we love the video game reference. You can never have enough, uh, you know, original Nintendo NES. That was great. I'm going to check out that Japanese soccer game, by the way. Um, Tip, we got, we got you in, uh, Angel decided to draw you in a Spurs, uh, <laughs> so we could represent Tim Duncan a little bit too. Anyway, plenty of, plenty of good stuff. Way, it was such a pleasure to have you. I hope we'll be able to have you again in KubeCon. Remember, folks, you can submit your, your sessions for KubeCon in the CFP that we linked. And if not, jump yeah. into Slack. Talk to people like Way. This is what this is all about. Um, celebrating community, meeting people from different countries, people that from other countries that make sacrifices and stay awake until 2 o'clock in the morning to do these talks. Um, but it's the magic of doing it live. So, Way, thank you very much. We'll be talking soon. Thank you. All right. All right.